This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Dominic Gramate, Business Director at Ignition One. Dominic, did I get your surname right? Yes, uh, that's correct. Gramate it is. <laughs> I do I pride myself on my pronunciation. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Well, first off, thank you for having me, Andy. I appreciate it. Um, oh, my name is Dominic. I'm the, the business director for Ignition One. Um, I kind of oversee the client service and operations team uh, within the organization. Um, and we've recently partnered with Site Visibility to really work with them to try and help scale their, their digital advertising on our uh, digital marketing suite. Um, you know, the Ignition One Digital Marketing Suite is a you know, global leader in cloud-based digital marketing tech. Uh, we have a very powerful data management platform kind of at the core. And what we aim to do is really help simplify the lives of, you know, what um, advertisers do from an online perspective with our integrated suite of solutions. Now, you know, today we'll talk a little bit about, you know, attribution, data management, all that fun stuff. But I think Ignition One is really positioned really well to talk about those things within that suite of solutions. Mm. You know, the advertisers like site visibility are able to manage their search advertising, display advertising, social activity, um, on-site media analytics, lead generation, web personalization. Um, and as I mentioned, their core to that is, is really the data management platform and, you know, built an attribution system. And, you know, what we at Ignition One tend to see is that the, the digital space continues to evolve. And what we try to do with the tech is really empower clients to tackle those big challenges in a more simplified way. And right now, what we're doing with SiteViz is really trying to tackle the two big buzzwords at the moment, which are both attribution and, you know, data management. Yeah, I mean, they are topics that we're hearing a lot about at the moment. Let's focus in on um, attribution, and perhaps a definition yep. is, a, is a good way to start. What exactly does attribution mean, Dominic? Yeah, well, I mean, for anybody that works within digital, you know that multiple digital campaigns kind of span multiple channels. So any campaign could run the gambit between email, social, affiliates, all that kind of components. And what we as marketers don't want to do is kind of throw money at the wind. So we're lucky as digital marketers is, is that we can actually see tangible results of those campaigns. Attribution is, is really what helps us illustrate these results. Now, one thing I, I like to say is, is, you know, attribution means something different to multiple stakeholders within an organization. Mm. Ultimately, the, the process of attribution is really how an organization identifies the value of all the steps that lead to a user to convert, how they interact with social, how that search interaction plays to drive that user to convert. There are some people within an organization that will also look at attribution as the actual interpretation or the results of that data um, in terms of figuring out you know, every step in an exposure sequence impact on overall ROI. Yeah. Um, in simple terms, it's really just helping answer the question, where and how should I spend my marketing budget to really get the best return? So, I mean, we have a lot of listeners who are sort of small, medium-sized businesses. What sort of considerations should they take if they're looking at implementing a strategy sort of around attribution? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's really good that organizations are starting to have more and more of those types of discussions, but you will find that there are some key things that need to be taken into consideration. Um, the first one, and simply put, is just understanding that adopting an attribution strategy is a must. 
by not adopting it when most of the competitors are, you kind of are put in a position where you're falling behind. Um, you know, what you'll find is there are a lot of activity or a lot of conversions that take place on advertisers' websites that really have been a result of overlapping sort of touch points across those multiple channels. When advertisers don't really take the time to sort of consolidate that data and dedupe it, what you end up with is actually inflated data. What then happens on top of that is you start to make decisions like budgeting, um, optimization. Those types of decisions get made off of that flawed, inflated data. So, you know, it's really, really important to have the ability to sort of track and optimize those campaigns uh, with dedupe data from all those touch points to better fuel the, the, the media mix modeling in terms of how you allocate your budgets across those channels and really continue to fuel that real-time optimization. The, the other thing that I think is really, really important is that an organization has to be ready to adopt such a strategy, right? What we find is that there are a lot of organizations that still sort of operate in silos. Now, what I mean by that is you have a paid search team that are managing paid search in isolation. You have an email team that are running, you know, email campaigns in isolation. Mm. Um, the same with display, same with affiliates. I mean, you name the channel, a lot of organizations from a legacy system really operate and manage and optimize each of those channels in isolation. To be able to really look at things holistically and take advantage of a, a strategy that involves attribution, an organization really has to be ready to break down those barriers um, and be more fluid across those various distribution channels. I mean, you, you, you mentioned what you alluded that a lot of advertisers come to you with this problem. I mean, if it's so, uh, if it's so important, why are so many brands sort of struggling to implement this? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it definitely is a, a sort of change internally. Um, I'd say that there are a lot of advertisers that come to us with uh, a plethora of, of reasons why they haven't been able to really integrate or adopt a strategy um, in the past. Some of the common ones I'll talk about um, and, and maybe give some of the tidbits that other organizations have done to really kind of overcome those. Yeah. Um, the, the first one is really a, a question of prioritization, right? I kind of mentioned earlier that as digital marketers, we work in real time, mm. right? We have the ability to see, you know, when I make a change here to this specific campaign or I pull this lever, I have the ability to kind of see that result right away. Now, that's a blessing and a curse, right? Because if I see that, that means that there's constantly things I could be doing to adapt to the market, adapt to what's going on. There's constantly levers to pull. So, Net net, we're really, really busy. So it's projects like attribution and coming up with an attribution strategy that tend to fall at the wayside. Now, what a lot of advertisers are starting to realize is that the attribution piece really sits at the core of what they should be doing from an online perspective. Mm. So to get past this, what you really need internally is an evangelist. Now, we work with um, a lot of different organizations, lots of different organizational structures. What we tend to find, it, it tends to be the, the, the department heads or even the CMO that really becomes the person to understand that holistic picture to then start to influence those internally. There are a lot of people within an organization that are going to benefit from having a more holistic approach um, in, in, in implementing an attribution strategy. That, that evangelist, that CMO, that the channel de uh, department heads really are the ones that need to figure out how to align the, the overall goals of all the different departments. Um, there's an education piece that's involved as well. Um, but once you have the, the organizational goals aligned and the education piece there, and people understand the value of such a strategy, how it would impact them, then you can actually kind of lift up the sort of prioritization level and really help drive that forward. 
Um, attribution is kind of complex. Um, it doesn't need to be, but a lot of advertisers tend to go down a route. So another thing that makes um, a lot of organizations not be able to really drive a, a real strategy forward is just simply not understanding what profile to use. Now, profiles are synonymous with attribution, right? The, the net result of a, a new attribution profile is stepping away from something like a last click model where regardless of what touch points in an exposure sequence led to a conversion, whatever that last point of advertising was that, 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 that was that final piece that led the user to convert, it gets 100% of the credit, yeah. right? Attribution solutions, um, you know, our built-in attribution system, there are thousands of attribution profiles that are there, right? You have your standard first click, last click, even click distribution models. You have um, models based off of where a specific exposure sequence sits within a um, within a, the process of the, the the cycle. You also have things based off of latency, right? So it can get kind of complex. And sometimes we find that a lot of advertisers get hung up on trying to find, you know, which model, um, you know, other people are using and kind of use the same. Mm. The thing with attribution profiles is it's actually, it's not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing. Um, every organization is different. We all have different goals. There's different budgets, different messaging. It really means that to overcome that, you really have to take a data uh, and consultative approach to really helping identify what attribution profile is the best for that specific organization. That's really the only way that you're going to overcome that piece. Um, there's probably a third one that is worth mentioning as, as well. Um, a lot of organizations feel like there is a lack of data. Mm. Now, we all know that there's tons of data. We, are, we have data coming out of our ears, right? It's really about figuring out where that data is. Because a lot of organizations manage in those silos, what you tend to find is all the necessary data also sits in those silos. So being able to find it in a consolidated place is really, really challenging. Um, the solution to this is really, you know, figuring out how to own your data. Now, because we have data coming out of our ears, it's very important to say that we don't need every single piece of data to make a decision around something like an attribution strategy. Yeah. It's important to figure out which of those data points are important to start, you know, making it not only centralized, but making it useful. Um, you know, and a lot of clients that are on the Ignition One system, they really benefit from being able to centralize their data and leverage our data management platform to really get that visibility that they need. So again, the prioritization piece is key. Understanding that there needs to be a bit of digging into some data and understanding what and how users engage with their specific brand. Um, and really centralizing that data and finding the useful bit within a data management platform are really key obstacles that if an advertiser can overcome, can really set them up for success in kind of going towards a, a strategy around attribution. So just focusing in, uh, Dominic, on that last point, I mean, you mentioned uh, the, sort of, uh, the sort of avalanche of data and uh, data management platform. Let's focus in on that. It's a bit of a hot word, data management platform. What does this do for organizations and how does uh, attribution tie in? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to to kind of outline what a data management platform is, it's it really is the system that simplifies that massive data intake from all the different data sources. So I talked about the silo data, you know, a moment ago. Mm. A, a data management platform is DMP, as it's kind of known within the acronym world, um, takes things like customer CRM data, so email activity, loyalty data, purchase behavior, you know, those types of things that you know, an advertiser would have in their CRM 
systems. It also takes on-site behavioral data, uh, depending on you know which technology a, an advertiser might employ. So how do they in- interact with the brand? What sorts of things are they interested in? How long do they spend on the site? All those fun sort of on-site analytics data points. Um, and then it also takes the sort of tactical media and campaign operational um, data points as well. So data that results in the back of PPC activity, data that results on the back of display activity, and so on, across all those different distribution channels. Mm. So it, it takes and simplifies the process of putting that data points together. It helps to normalize it, which then is going to make it actionable, right? We have tons of data. It's not about the data. It's about how you can simplify it, make it useful, and then actually activate it. Now, with, with data management platforms, what you'll find is for you know, brands that don't actually have one in place, they find it very, very difficult to figure out whether they're interacting with um, you know, the same people across multiple channels, and perhaps there's different messaging, perhaps there's the same messaging, but they'll never have the ability to connect the dots to see how a more orchestrated approach to interacting with their um, you know, people on the site um, can, can play out. The people who are actually managing those channels, say your search managers, your display managers, email, um, you know, CRM, they have very little coordination options in terms of that messaging as well. So you find that they tend to focus solely on, on their message and, 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 and interacting with users on the site with their medium, but there's no real ability to connect the dots to allow them to coordinate across the board. And, you know, customer lifecycle management is another one of those pieces that, that people tend to focus on. With, without a DMP or a data management platform, marketers really will have a difficult time trying to figure out the most or least valuable customers to that brand based on what their overall um, goals are to sort of interact and engage with. So, you know, ultimately, when you start looking at uh, attribution and data management, what, what you see is that it really helps organizations or marketing organizations break down those silos. Um, it removes the channel silos that, um, that are there, and we also can better understand and execute campaigns in a more coordinated way. Um, and what we find is that the data management platform delivers the most value for clients in situations where an attribution strategy is adopted. Um, so where you're connecting multiple channels, you're understanding how users are engaging with the site via those channels, consolidating that data in a simplified way, and then using that, the data and the insights to start actioning how you really engage with those users that are on your site um, to you know, carry out whatever activity you want with, with them. So Dominic, we love stories on this on this show. Uh, could you give us some examples of who's doing who's doing it well, who's doing attribution well? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, over the years, we've worked with a significant amount of advertisers that have come to us with various you know issues in terms of what they've tried to do in the past or what they'd like to do in the future. Um, and you know, we've had some great success stories in terms of you know helping clients with the data consolidation piece as well as come up with a, an attribution strategy. One of our longest um, you know, running clients here in the UK is a, is a well-known travel brand. Their goal when they came to us, like a lot of companies, is really just to improve overall return on ad spend. Yeah. Uh, before they hopped onto the Ignition One platform and started partnering with us, they, they didn't really have an understanding um, of their data. They didn't have a clean dedupe data set um, from which to optimize. Um, they didn't really have a, an insight or any visibility into how users or what the overlap is between those different distribution channels. So there's no intermedia sort of view they had on, on that element. The net net of that is 
that each of the channels had multiple data uh, points, lots of conversions. They didn't realize that a significant number of those conversions were actually the same user, just interacting with the different distribution channels. Yeah. And a lot of the work they were doing, whether it was the media management, the optimization, the, the, the budgeting was all based off of that faulty data. So they, they kind of came to us um, and th with this problem and said, help, help us out. Um, and we kind of worked together and did a few steps to kind of sort it out. And, you know, the first step really is understanding that marketing mix. So we started to look at what percentage of users were interacting with um, search and display and search display and email, you know, across devices and, and that, that thing. So started to really put together a view of how users engage with the various distribution channels when they're engaging with that brand. We also started looking at things like latency. So when a user got exposed to that display ad, how long after did they tend to convert? So yeah. really adapting that latency as part of that, that decision-making process and redefining their look-back windows uh, as part of that media mix were, was quite important. The, the next step that we were able to do is, is really start modeling that data, right? So we had a clear understanding of of how the channels interacted, and we had a clear understanding of how users, how long a user typically took to convert, we started to then take steps away from a last click attribution model and start modeling the data to show how steps away from that would actually impact return on ad spend, cost per acquisition, and so on, all the different KPIs that were important to them um, to, to really help get them a better understanding. Now, what that resulted in was them coming up with their own custom attribution profile that was relevant to them. So they implement that profile, and then all the data in the system was automatically attributed and automatically deduced based off of that new lens of attribution, which for them was great because it allowed them to continue to review the insights and, and the data and kind of see that strategy that was put in place into play. Now, there's a lot of advertisers that talk about doing attribution. You know, they, maybe they're using a third-party attribution tool and they kind of see the data. It's not about that. It's really about what you do with that next step. And what this advertiser was able to do was then start using that data to start figuring out where is was best to actually spend um, their, their marketing budget. Yes. And then start using the actual data to start optimizing each of their channels, whether it was PPC or, you know, search advertising or display advertising, email, affiliates, um, social um, at the moment as well, uh, to figure out how to, in real time, optimize those channels to continue maximizing their ROI. Yes, that's a sort of measure and tweak, isn't it? Yeah, ab absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a continuous process. It's definitely not a set it and forget it sort of thing. Yeah. We, I mean, we've been working together for eight, nine years now, and we've done multiple iterations of this. Now, that first time that we did this, it was, um, it was, it was really, really exciting for them because they, they saw pretty large um, improvements in overall performance. Um, you know, we saw year over year, I think it was a 14% decrease in overall cost per click, um, they had 28% more bookings and for a travel brand. You know, this is great. You want to fill the, fill the rooms. Um, yeah. And then for the ROI, ROI was their, their big goal. So return on ad spend, it increased by 54%, right? So after implementing this strategy, what they were able to do is, is feel more confident about how their budget is being tracked, how it's being attributed, how it's being measured, and essentially how they are more effectively driving a, a better ROI. Now, that's great for, for the attribution piece. What we're doing now with this advertiser is really starting to use and leverage their big data in the data management platform to start doing our predictive campaign management. So really leveraging the, the attribution data 
all of the big other data points that they have integrated into the solution to start looking at how to engage with individual users that might be on their site, regardless of where they're at in the life cycle, and start giving them customized marketing experiences. And obviously the system allows them to kind of work with that within the construct to do that campaign management within the platform. So, you know, again, it's an iterative process. They continue to look back at, at their attribution strategy, make sure the behavior hasn't changed, make sure it continues to do what it needs to do for the organization to continue to maximize the ROI. Um, but yeah, it's a continuous process for sure. Well, Dominic, thanks. Uh, that's uh, really, really interesting. Those um, parameters... Sorry, you can tell I'm a techie, can't you? Those those figures that you gave at the end are quite impressive. I mean, 43, is that 54% increase in ROI? It does remind me, though, because I'm, I'm a developer by trade, and it does remind me of um, how important it is to know why things are working, which sounds like what attribution's all about, because I know certainly when we're on support and we fix a problem, or we, we're not quite sure if we fix it or not, and it suddenly works, it's actually quite unnerving when you fix something, and you're not quite sure why you fixed it or how you fixed it. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is with, with the technology, and, and, and again, as, because we are digital, we have the ability to see these parameters. But I, I think when, when clients do start to adopt an attribution strategies and they do so via a technology, it's really important to look for one that provides that transparency. Because again, understanding the mechanisms in, in play and understanding how the, they're able to drive that new ROI for them was really, really important because they could continue to adapting the process. If you don't have that transparency, while an increase in ROI is great, how, you, you can't really continue to build on that. And I think that transparency piece is really, really important. So, Dominic, how can uh, our listeners find out more about you and more about Ignition One? Where do they need to go? Yeah, absolutely. So, to learn more about Ignition One, you can visit our website. It's um, www.ignitionone.com. Uh, and they can also give us a shout directly um, at our uh, number. It's uh, plus four four. 203-697-6655. Uh, once again, that's 0203-697-6655. Um, and if you want to shoot an email to info at ignitionone.com, more than happy to help talk about attribution, data management, how to harness that, um, or anything else that we can really potentially help simplify from a digital perspective. And Ignition One, it's one spelled out, isn't it? So there's Ignition and then One. O-N-E at the end rather than the figure one. Right, fantastic. So thanks for listening, everyone. As usual, the show notes are at sitevisibility.com slash podcast. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. And if you want to phone us and leave a message on our lovely automated answering machine or a question indeed, it's uh, plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Dominic. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um. You know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. Let me out! A weekly podcast 
where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. ACAST, A-cast. 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 recommends. <laughs>